hope that came through on the audio. That'll let you know what kind of Bitcoin Made Simple episode this is. This is a Bitcoin and beers. I have my friend and co-host for these episodes, Paul Malowitz. Paul, how are you doing? I'm doing well. How about yourself today? Oh, not too bad. I have a fat lip because um, my child need me in the mouth uh, while they were being crazy. I'll have to get into that. But um, other than that, you know, all good. Um, before we get carried away, make sure you get a Bitbox02 hardware wallet. Go to bitbox.swiss slash Bitcoin Made Simple. Use promo code Bitcoin Made Simple to get 5% off. Um, so uh, before we started recording, uh, Paul and I were sharing stories. Uh, and I was talking about how I got tied up with uh, the old, like back in the day with the former Steelers players um, because my friends made rap beats that they sold to him. And then they won then the Steelers won the Super Bowl. He invited us to the, the party. And, and then the craziest thing was it was on MySpace. And remember how like the top friends on MySpace worked? And we still don't, we're like, we still to this day are like, what, why? But he, he had me and my one friend as top friends on my You can only have like eight of them too, right? Something uh-huh. on number? It, it was like, it was literally like me, my friend, and then like all NFL players that were like his top friends. You were, you were his rap guys. And we're just like, all right, like, I mean, whatever, like. And then, so then, like, and other NFL players started hitting us up and like friending us because, like, they were like, I mean, I guess these guys are like something nor, you know, somebody, somebody that we should pay attention to. Meanwhile, we were like living in our parents' houses. Like, <laughs> um, we're just like, so we're such noobs. But, um, but yeah, that was so. Then I started telling Paul about how he was saying, like, oh, back in your rap days. And I was like, well, we got to start recording because I was a rapper at one point. I'm ashamed, not ashamed to admit. Uh, did you ever have a, any rap days in, back in the day? I have never rapped. I've, I've told my wife before, the, the shame of it is that we're good at writing lyrics. So that made us think that we'd be good at delivering them as well. Turns out, turns out we were the whitest kids with the whitest possible rap delivery. Um, yeah, it was pretty embarrassing. Like some, some of my most horrific memories from high school are that we like had friends, like groups of girls, convinced to sit there and watch us freestyle battle each other, <laughs> like. That's probably some of their most horrific memories too. Yeah, like it's they probably look back on it and blush for us. Like They're you like, ever have oh. those memories where you like you blush for somebody else? You're like, oh god, that was so embarrassing. I was trying to be a groupie for that. Oh, uh, I was wearing like we went to see Eight Mile, and we were all wearing like you know like like uh, skull caps, you know, like walking in like, yeah, what's up? Like, yeah, what's up, bro? Um, <laughs> we laughed too because I remember my dad found like my like writing notebook one time. It was like Corey, 
what are these words you're saying in here? And I was like, Dad. <laughs> we were like still laughing over this was super secret rap book. Like <laughs> they're not words, Dad, they're lyrics. You don't understand my generation, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was so bad. And then like we look our our rap names were so bad. Um I think my first one was called I think it was Double Crosser. <laughs> it was um, like a backline Batman villain. <laughs> that's really that's what it was. And uh never take me Nightwing. <laughs> which was your friend's rap name, probably. Yeah. The funny thing is my um my double crosser logo was a D and a C, but it looked like the Daredevil logo. Um and totally ripped it off because the Daredevil movie had probably just come out somewhere oh. around then. And then, then <laughs> I changed my rap uh, persona to rhetorical reference. Like that makes no sense. Um, my one friend, his name was Art Ritas because he like put like a picture of himself like this, given like double peace sign. And someone said, like, somebody replied to it and said, like, oh, it looks like you have arthritis. Uh, like, looks <laughs> like you have arthritis and you should be called arthritis. And he was like, oh, that's a good name. And then later he was like, I think that guy was making fun of me. <laughs> <laughs> and that was the name of his album. Yeah, it was arthritis. And then we had, let's see, 99 Omega. Uh, we had. Was there ever a time you thought you were going to make it? Where you're like, you know what? This is working out. <laughs> um, for the briefest period, we made one song, and we all were like, "Eh, eh," like it's pretty sweet, and it was horrible. Um, but it was like it. I think it was the first. I think that's what really spawned them. Like, so my friends really went on and like sold a lot of beats. Um. In, so that's what like inspired that but it was like all of a sudden like it was because they had made a rap beat that sounded like a legit rap beat and our voices were in it but we it was because of the rap beat that we were like eh I think we're on to something here <laughs> and turns out it wasn't our rapping it was it was the beat but I mean it ended up opening like some pretty cool opportunities we went to the um the the Pittsburgh like hip hop awards, um, which isn't like a huge thing. Um, but uh there was like what is it what's the name of the band uh, the rap group? Um it's Where's Kalipas from out there, I think. Yeah, so he so at the uh Oh, okay, so it was Grandmaster Flash was, like, the performer. So, like, the don't push me because I'm close to the edge. Um, so they performed. See, you still got it. I know, right? I shouldn't I shouldn't stop. What was I thinking? Sure. My wife still, she'll, like, be like, and, yeah, remember when you were a rapper? Like, Shut up. You're like, I'm just not in rap shape. Yeah. I was always a rapper. I still am. I'm still, I've been, I've never changed. I'm still a rapper. 
Um, the world passed me by. I know. They don't understand my lyrics, Dad. Um, and uh, But yeah, so at that, uh, at that, we were like sitting like a table away from Wiz Khalifa. Um, that's the crazy part about it. It's like my friend, um, I think he made beats for Wiz Khalifa back in the day. And like, you know, it's one of those things like you're growing up and people are like, this guy's going to be like the next big thing. And it's like we heard that like a million times. And then he actually did become like the next big thing. And you're like, oh, okay, that's pretty cool. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it was weird days, weird, weird days. It's probably why I didn't get too into comedy. Like I didn't pursue it further because I was gun shy from my rapping days. <laughs> you're like, I've already gone down this this road of disappointment once. Yeah, I can't get rejected again. Um, Did any of your friends end up making videos for Wiz Khalifa? Because I knew somebody from Pittsburgh named uh, Eric who had a bunch of Wiz Khalifa video stories. Um, I don't think so, no. There's probably a competing crew with you then. I know, yeah. It was, uh, you know, we were Corey Scott and Jason from the 412. 412. You know, 412. Uh, and uh, yeah, that was they were probably a rival. They were probably a rival gang or something. <laughs> well, and you know, then I mean, we were just like the whitest like kids in the world, and we would try to like go like we. I remember one time we were making like a video. We were trying to do like those rap documentaries, and like, we always joke about it. But like my friend was like. I was videotaping him from the passenger seat while he was driving. He was like smoking a cigarette um, and like driving. And we were just going to get like McDonald's or something. But he was like, yeah, so, you know, I mean, like me and Phil, like we were doing this thing, you know, and like going on and on. And then we like pull up to McDonald's and he's like, uh, hi, yeah, kind of a, a double cheeseburger. Um <laughs> <laughs> Okay, thank you so much. So, anyways, yeah, so as I was saying, we're like double cheeseburgers, the wrapping is food. We're like, what? Like, we like we would develop these accents whenever we were in like rap mode. (laughs) So embarrassing. Oh my god. Um, it's a miracle that, uh, out of the three of us, two of us are married and the other one is in a, a long term relationship that basically is married um because no girl should have paid attention to us <laughs> no and you all have compromise on each other for the rest of your lives oh yeah i mean one of the names i said earlier like in our rhetorical reference they texted it earlier today because i i changed my fantasy football team to shit stack um it's like my name now and they said, oh, I thought it was going to be rhetorical reference. Um, but uh, have you seen the video of that guy, that golfer, ripping his shirt off? No. And, like, going nuts? I'll find. Um, ooh, this is a Zoom call, so I can share it. Oh, um, nice. So this guy just loses his mind. I shared it in the recording that I did on the last podcast. But um, let's see. This guy just loses his mind. Um, are all the comments like about Happy Gilmore and stuff? 
Happy Gilmore, but for real. So I'll give you the backstory. This dude, he, this guy is accused of stealing their golf, like some one of this other group's golf ball. And he's denying it. And they're like, dude, just, you know, give her the golf ball back. And then all of a sudden he just flips out and takes his shirt off and has this reaction. Uh, let me see. Advanced sharing options. Okay. Share screen. Um, let's see. Share. The raps coming out. That's the beginning of the beat. Can you see it? Yeah. Okay. This is the dude just losing his mind. Tell me if you can hear it. No audio, but the visual's amazing. <laughs> wow. He just loses his mind. Now I gotta let me see if I can how do you share the audio? Advanced computer audio. There we go. All right. Computer you'll sound be, is you won't, able, you won't be able to see it, but you'll be able to hear. Walter. Walter. Oh, here we go. You see that? Oh. That's what you have been to heaven, bitch, and you want to test God, you fucking come get it. Shit stack. Okay, he's mentally. Shit <laughs> stack. Like, you want to test God, come, the, like, come and get it, shit stack. Guys, like the Randy Savage of golf faux pas. Yeah. It was, uh, it, so, yeah, I, um, I, I, I did that. I, I, uh, I, I changed my name to, or I changed my team to that dude, um, and changed the name to Shitstack, um, because I was like, what a great insult for a person's name, Shitstack. Uh, so, anyways, yeah, but they were like, I thought you were gonna be rhetor rhetorical reference, but um, no, Shitstack is better. Yeah. So, anyways, um, what's up with you? What's what's new? The uh, the the golf video um, made me think of my small town recently passed an ord ordinance where you can just drive golf carts around, and really? so uh, yeah, there's like a golf course like kind of not across the street but like across the way, like really close to us, and uh, there's like one street you're not allowed to ride your golf cart on because it's like sort of like one of those like Route 66 type roads. Yeah, and everywhere else, like I'll just be sitting at my computer all day, and uh, then just some kids will come on a golf cart, and then some old people will come with like all their bags and stuff, and it's just like I don't even need a car here. Like I could go to the grocery store with a golf cart, and that's it's pretty awesome. great. They also passed an ordinance that you can bow hunt on your own property in the city, as long as you have five acres because oh. of the deer. And and it was great going to the the grocery store and the lady going, I'm not sure about bow hunting in the city. <laughs> but I love too how they'll refer to it as the city, you know, yeah. like as if it's a city. Um, that's uh. Do you have five acres? No, I only have like a third of an acre. Mm -hmm. I wish so I can't bow hunt on my yard, unfortunately. 
I mean, I've got to make it up and growing tomatoes. Yeah, maybe, maybe one of these days. I'm if I can just convince my son to let me kill an animal. That's his. That's his big thing. He's not too thrilled about that idea. Although we we lost a chicken. Um, oh no! So yes, our kids are devastated. But uh, we're not a. We think a hawk got it, but. It was one of one of the ones was called an Easter eggger. Um, and she was without a doubt the like top of the pecking order. And um, sh- and she would just go like the rest of them kind of stay in one or two clumps together as they mm-hmm. go around the yard. And she would always go off on her own and she'd be further and further than everyone and pushing the limits. So what I'm telling myself is that she she went out there and is just living a happy life in the woods um and just got lost like uh, into the wild yeah There's exactly like a pearl jam song playing and she's just went for it except in into the wild he ended up dead right <laughs> yeah so that that's uh but yeah possibly so, killed by a hawk no i don't know yeah he might have been but yeah that uh that uh yeah, we lost one, but, but yeah, bow hunting. I want to do that. I want to get into it. Yeah, I feel like because I lived in the city for like, like an actual city for like twenty years, I just feel way behind in doing adult things. Mm-hmm. And that's why when you were like, "Oh, I've got chickens," and I like built a coop, I was like, "Yeah, like I don't know how to do that." Like, I uh, I can grow plants in my basement and like. I want to make me this this Christmas, but bow hunting would be really sweet. Yeah. It, like gut your own deer. Yeah, I had a friend who texted me. He's like, We got we got a deer the other day. And then so I asked him like 20 follow-up questions as if it was like I was a reporter for National Geographic or something. I'm like, how does one do this? What do you do with the deer? Where does where do you put the innards? <laughs> how many pounds are they? And so the um, mead, like that's basically beer, right? Yeah, it's like you can make it from honey. There's another podcast episode I, I listened to that was uh, how to make mead, and there's people here that sell just giant jars of honey for like twenty dollars. So oh. I figured I'll just take a shot, and then when the apocalypse comes, I can have a trade good. Yeah, because uh, you know. Being a being a computer person is probably not going to help me apocalypse. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, listen to my podcast. It's episode seven. <laughs> I'll give you four listens for a chicken. <laughs> I, I look at my I look at my skill set for the apocalypse. I'm like, boy, oh boy, I'm I got a, I got a lot of work to do. Um, because yeah, nobody's going to be. Uh, hey, go to mymoviesplus.com. <laughs> promo code Corey. Um, that is over your ham radio. You have to go dash dash long dash <laughs> short dot. <laughs> like Let that's us a... in your fortress. There is a promo code. That'll be the new way. That'll be the new way for shillers and scammers to make money over ham radios. They'll be like, use promo code, and it'll just be like some like dash dash long dash dot dot dot. It'll just be preaching noise. Not be, sure if it's ionosphere interference dash. There'll be some person sitting there, like they have to like keep track of all of them. They're like, oh man, like 
You know that. that was uh, a dot, not a dash. That uh, Jack Posobiec got another my pillow sold. Oh I pick on him just because I know he hawks the my pillow. I like I had to mute him. I just like I can't. We're bringing back democracy. One thing that used to be in the Sears catalog at a time. Oh, it's so bad. Like, I'm just. I can't stand like. It's taking every ounce of my energy to not make fun of the right because they're such. They're all yeah. They're losers. It's weird to me that people don't want to talk about like, like what's happening. Like, like there's a there's like a small group of people. Like when I talk to you, you're like, oh yeah, I'm aware that things are messed up, and everybody else is like, no, like that's bad news, and that they don't want. Like I try to talk to family about it, and I'll be like, hey, like maybe. Maybe you should just be ready in case we have, you know, issues. And they're like, you're you're always trying to get us down. I'm like, okay. (laughs) Or I'm just trying to be realistic, you know, one or the other. I understand math and I know some things about money. Well, I mean, I started following, like, it was weird. I think I was like averse to following anyone that talked about anything financially that wasn't Bitcoin. Because you're like, oh, it's going to be a scam. But um, I saw this one pop up. It was like a used, or he was like a car dealership guy. And um, Oh, I think I know what account. Uh, on Twitter? Yeah, yeah, on Twitter. Yeah, that's an interesting account. It's like a cartoon icon or something yeah, like that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I was like, oh, let me check this out. And like, he's been sharing stuff of like, with the auto workers strike going on. That like... Like the used car market's going crazy again, which is, you know, mind boggling. And then I was looking through the comments, and one of the, um, one of the people commenting said, like, I guess they own like a car dealership or something like that. And, you know, they, I think the way it works is they have like auctions that they have to go to every week. And that's where they can like, pick up inventory of used cars and he was like i sent he was like i sent my person with like you know numbers for all these different cars and that i thought were like absurd like i can't believe i'm gonna pay this price for this car Mm -hmm. like and i came out like under a thousand i was under by a thousand dollars every time like i just wasn't paying enough and it's like i don't know like i mean how many times can we tell our fam- friends and family that things are broken and it's going to get ugly, you know? Yeah. And I mean, it's not like a really attractive message, but it's also like, I like football, but people talk a lot more about the lions than about things in their own self-interest where I live. And it's just like, yeesh. Yeah. Like, but Hey, the lions. Like, have, have you seen that meme of, uh, it's like, Whatever, you know, something about like, you know, apocalyptic, like, you know, financial situation or whatever. And then it's like, no way. Well, did you catch the game last night? And it's like a guy like <laughs> standing at a grill flipping burgers. And it's like, which is funny because if anybody's seen on my Twitter, like I'm talking a lot more about sports than I used to. Um, But yeah, I, I, I'm still obviously paying like very close attention to bitcoin um 
Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's weird to me. Like, what do you think? What do you think is going to be the aha moment for people that aren't Bitcoiners when they go like, oh, okay, like it's actually broken. You know, I used to think that it was like an aha moment. And like, you know, you can look at history and it's like when people can't afford like food and stuff, which we're getting close to, things tend to go bad. But I actually think it's more like there's just this line that just keeps getting harder and harder to be above. And then people are like, well, at least it's not me. And then there's other people that are like, well, like, I've got to keep, you know, like, it, it's like a phase shift as opposed to like, it would be almost great if, if there was like this binary thing. And it was just like, oh, the, the audit happened and, and people know now. But like, I don't think that people are interested in knowing. So it has to be sort of like a drip by drip, their own personal mm -hmm. life. And, you know, you think about somebody that's like maybe a neighbor or somebody that, that has a tragedy you know, like, oh, that's a tragedy. But then in general, like people just keep living. So I'm, I'm just kind of concerned that it's just going to be like, not good. Like, that's what it mm -hmm. felt like when I lived in Los Angeles. Like, when I moved there at first, it was like, I was working at the mall and, you know, things were expensive, but it was just like, somehow I was getting by. And then by the end, it was like, my wife and I both worked at like a movie studio. And like, we had one kid in an apartment. And it was just like, how do people eat at, at restaurants? You know what I mean? And yeah. so like, I think it's going to be sort of a ramp that way. And you know, that might be why people don't want to talk about it either. Cause it's like, I don't want to talk about it and be like, it's going to be this thing, but I just like to just talk about like, Hey guys, what do you, what do you think's happening? Like, yeah, you know, like let's, let's talk about it. Like how we'll talk down. about game six of the playoffs tomorrow. Like, Maybe maybe they'll have good pitching and they'll win, or maybe they they will lose because you know like, but nobody really wants to consider just a general portfolio of the future unless it's about the playoffs. Yeah, you know, and like that's part of a, actually, um, I ended up like recording one today because um, I was like, uh, like I ended up an idea hit me and I was like, oh well, that'd be perfect. I'll record one and then Paul and I will just hang out later and um and shoot the shit and, and record one but um i was talking about uh do you know maslow's hierarchy yeah in so, yeah so i was like the hierarchy of needs and i was talking about that and i was kind of in, equating i was i think it came in from like i was talking about have you seen all like the fights at sporting events that are like breaking out like terrible like a patriots fan died and like I didn't know about this. Yeah, like a, and and I'm just seeing all over like Twitter, like all these fights at NFL games, and and it's just like, it's thinking about like, you know, when you look at the hierarchy of needs, it's like I feel like people are using like as society declines, the importance of sports goes up because it replaces it like to me i think it's like replacing yeah. something in their life yeah it's a uh, i mean I've, I've definitely had times when i was really depressed and so i was like oh i have to watch the tigers every night because there's a continuity of sorts between you know family that i care about and i like this when i'm little and i liked it hopefully i like when i'm big i think you're right and i think that like you know because if you're not part of a cohesive group, it lets you have a group affiliation. It lets you keep up with the story. 
and it's not just a movie that has a predetermined outcome. It's it's like you can actually feel like you're a part of sort of an existing engine that's driving to somewhere. Yeah, like it's almost and it it gives you that like sense of belonging. Mm-hmm. You know, where you're like like we always joke uh in Pittsburgh about like if you watch a Pittsburgh plane, like a plane come into Pittsburgh International, it's like 50% of the people on the plane getting off are wearing black and gold. Like it's just and like the one guy on like one of the local radio shows, he always says he's like, it's like our school uniform so that we can spot each other in the wild. You know, we're like, hey, there you are. This guy. You know, like in 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 a way that's cool because like yeah, like I could go to the parking lot before a Steelers game wearing a Steelers jersey and every single person there that's wearing the same colors as me, we're all going to be friends, even though we Mm -hmm. probably have different ideologies or whatever. So there's something cool about that. But yeah, it's this weird thing of like, yeah, I'm not anti-sports either. And, and I agree with you. Like it feels good to like show up at the parking lot and, you know, it's your dad's team and, you know, hopefully your kid likes it. Unlike my kid who literally wrote none for favorite sports when they <laughs> did a survey at school, broke my heart. But like when it sort of replaces like, like I started like realizing how much like I watched like all I think I watched every Tiger baseball game one year. And it was like, you know, I was like in my 20s. It wasn't yep. obviously I wasn't dating anyone at the time <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> by a lot, you know, yeah. and, and like. But it's just like, well, you know, I just I go home and I catch the game because it's free. And it's just like, well, how many hours do I work and how many hours is the game? And then, you know, you're like eating bathroom, washing the dishes. And then you're like, well, I guess I just work. And then I hope that Jeremy Bonderman finds his change up this year, which never (laughs) happened. You know, so it's like. It's, so it, it's, it's not bad like but you're right like i would love to be in a society where it's just like oh man we just get together around ideas and like who cares about like who's selling pillows for what political side but at the same time it's just like they're trying to replace meat with like oil that comes from vet from from bugs and like you know like what like a saifedine post you know like yeah and it's just like that's not good and and to your point about the uh the fights at sports games, it kind of makes me think of like, uh, like in chemistry, if you have, you know, you, you mix a few chemicals and, uh, you know, there's, there's a slow amount of reaction. And if you add heat to it, you know, the molecules bounce around more. So suddenly you get more collisions and you get bigger, you know, reactions and, or the reaction acts more quickly. And like, to me, it seems like maybe, maybe that's what's happening. You know, there's these people that just show up, to a sporting event or in a mall or in a group. And it's like, they've already got like the heat from what's going on in their life. And it's not so much that it's about like that slight then and there, or that the Buffalo bills guy scored a touchdown and you didn't like how the guy cheered. It's just like, you're already moving so quick in that sort of emotional state. It causes a collision more easily. Yeah. That makes sense. Like, and I kind of likened it to like, you're at this like heightened state of awareness where you're like more in survival mode. Yeah. Cause like, like everybody right now is in survival mode. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, expenses are absurd and you know, it, it sucks. Cause I'm like right now based on 
how things are going, like I should probably be actually, I mean, I'm like, I should be in theory being able to put more money away. But like, instead it's like, well, like it's almost, we're like kind of scraping, but you know, like we're doing okay. Yeah. Um, but like, you know, we're not like we're our heads above water for the moment. Yeah. But like, you have to add the, from the moment. Cause yeah. Who knows like, where the how the water will rise? Yeah, like it's going to we'll be it's below gonna the keep line. getting deeper, and like so, it's like we keep having to add like chain. It's almost like we're chained to the bottom of the water, like to the to the bottom of the the water, and we you know we can't. The water keeps rising, so it's like okay, I guess we need to find ways to add more chains to this, or more links to this chain, so that we mm-hmm. you know in the event that the water rises again, we'll still. And it's just this never-ending, like, I mean, I know that, you know, I mean, we wouldn't, like, we have more kids than we did. And, like, especially, you know, whenever, like, our second-born was, like, breastfeeding, you know, for however long, which, you know, like, my wife does a good job with that. So, like, he was... That's tough, too. Mm-hmm. That's a really good for kids. Much yeah. credit for Oh, yeah. Um. You know, and like I mean, obviously he starts eating real food at some point and um but uh you know, I like I just I looked at I was like, man, like our our monthly, you know, month to month, like what what I would count in my in my head where I'd go like, Okay, how much cash do we have? Divide that by, you know, this number and that's how long we have till we're in complete like completely destitute i don't Mm -hmm. know if you ever do that in your head oh i do that all the time yeah yeah it's like and it's it's weird because we probably both have similar but different downside scenarios because like you know people listen to you and they're like oh my god he's a he's a big time podcaster and the ceo of my Uh movies plus you know he's a ceo and you're like yeah but like i gotta save my money and you're like i've got like all these you know business expenses and things i'm gonna take care of that could go bust at any time because you're trying to sell directly to people that are, you know, maybe yeah. more affected than even you. And then I'm like, well, my wife and I have jobs and it's just like, we keep having, you know, like our industry's not doing well. And it's just like, is that day going to come that the, yeah. And it's just in? a day and it changes everything. And exactly like you said, it's like, you just do the math and you're like, okay, I've got this and this is what we spend. And then like, is there any way that I can unsubscribe from something or like, and so you just keep getting smaller and smaller and smaller and convincing yourself that like, it's the same, but you know, I, I try to really, I try to really buy things that um like when I'm feeling flush, buy things that will endure and hopefully help me have money over time. Like I, I would much rather spend like $20 on like material for a, a garden that's going to last me like, 10 years or yeah. however long sun doesn't eat it to shit and it's like okay well i i can have tomatoes for 10 summers but like you know i i detest eating out other than the food is great you know what i mean like oh yeah yeah it's just like it's gone so like you when you spend that money and it, it's and it goes yeah. out the window and you're like oh my god like that was you know we have like these things like there was like a like series of summer events and one of them like the last one was last night and we went to it you know and i was just like uh like 
all right, this is going to cost a penny, you know, like there's going to be cash coming out, which, you know, it goes to local businesses. So like, you feel good about that. Um, But yeah, I mean, I just look at like, I'm like, oh my God, like, you know, what our overhead used to be versus what it is now is Mm -hmm. absurd in like, it really didn't change that much. Like, I've mentioned this before, but like, you know, when we moved, our mortgage went up, you know, I want to give like, you know, specific numbers up, specific numbers out. But however, the amount that our mortgage went up, we were paying a pri- our kid to go to a private school because the public school was horrible. Like we were in the city, so mm-hmm. like, we weren't going to go there. Right. And um and so the the price of private school was half of the increase in our mortgage so it was like okay like i mean it was like this basically only going up like you know half of that um because we were spending that money anyways but now we right. don't have to because you have to don't think have of the to pay for private expenditures and then and then, like, I realized, like, when the second one started going to school, like, oh, you know, like, that would, you know, that would have been, if we had stayed there, like, yeah. we'd be paying right now the same amount of money every month, mm-hmm. but in a much smaller, worse house in, like, in the city, you know? Yeah, and then all all your other stuff would cost more, too, I'm assuming, because... Oh, yeah, I mean, like, our, you know, like basic expenses out here are much less um and it's nice too because you you like drive on the road and you see like a farm stand oh i love that so much you know like let's just swing by there and and pick up some you know fresh produce and although the corn was weird this year i don't know we didn't have like really good sweet corn like i only had like once or twice this year the rain was bad here and I yeah, heard that we had to bring corn in from Indiana for some of the early harvest season type stuff. Like, I don't know if there's like harvest hayride type stuff or or whatever, you know, I was at some small country store and it's mm-hmm. cool being at a place where like they talk about stuff like that. And it's just like, oh, this year they're crops. And it's like real information. Yeah. Yeah. Which is what they're trying to get rid of. And um, yeah, you know, I mean, we know that more than more than anybody um yeah it's it's just crazy like so then you sit there it's like a bitcoiner and you're like i don't know like i feel like i've seen a meme like this or if not it's been in my head and somebody should create it but it's just like you're sitting there looking at all the stuff melting and then you know it's like how do you act at like family functions yeah, you just sit there. You're like, you have your arms crossed. Like, how do I tell everyone that this is all about to crumble and fall into a bunch of pieces and be a complete? It's weird because you you feel like simultaneously crazy, but also you're totally right about the specific things that you're thinking. So it's like, I remember when I used to like do stand up. Like, like people would be like, "Oh, how are you doing in in Los Angeles, Paul?" And I was like, "Well." I can tell you a version of the story where like I went to these clubs and played with these people and it sounds like I'm totally making it. Yeah. And it's like, or 
I could tell you my my fears and and how much money I've made doing stand-up comedy. And then you're like, come home. And, yeah. and and it feels like that for Bitcoin too, because you're just like, okay, well, like here is like mathematically, like why, you know, we're going to have these pro it's not even like Bitcoin is the solution, is my lord and savior or whatever. Yeah. Regardless of, I mean, let's be honest, it, it is other than the religious thing I said. Yeah. But like it's like, oh well. Well, what what horse are you betting on? Like it's it's a horse race, and you're like, are you gonna bet on this money that just keeps just printing more? And when you when you learn how like fiat money works, like everyone should read the fiat standard. Like I wish I would have read that when I was 20, because I would have bought a house in Los Angeles, and then I would have been able to retire now because I would have just financed something in the up and coming city that I lived in. And learned that it was like not a bad bet at the time and interest rates were so low. Um, but like you're like, okay, well, this this monetary supply is gonna absolutely completely expand no matter what. They have to, otherwise it's gonna blow up and be worth nothing anyway. And you're like, okay, well, can't do that. And then you're like, well, what, what about the bonds? And then you start getting into like you were talking about other finance people, like the car guy, and you start getting into like you know, you hear Preston Fish talk about bonds and stuff, and you're like, oh, my God, they're going to have to buy a lot of their own bonds. <laughs> and, and like, wait a second. If if I can't make enough money to pay stuff, and then so I just have to issue debt, I have to borrow from people and issue coupons to give them more money later, but nobody wants to coupons, and I have to – and it's more nuanced than that. There's other – economies that are going to crash before ours because they have crappier currencies but you're like this isn't a good idea and then you just come to like just checking things off and you're like well as, as long as you know there's not a catastrophic error in the code or the government doesn't come to my house and shoot me in the head like this is probably the one so you're at the the family event and you're like well this is but then if you're just talking about your crazy internet money they're like it's it's you know your bless his heart kind of a deal yeah so, oh know, yeah you just sit there and you wait for somebody to come to you and you're like yep still not broke it's funny too like especially now that i'm you know really leaning into the the like mining off of natural gas and like i explain that to family and it's just like, like they're like wait so there's this natural gas. And it's like, yep. What do you do with it? And like, well, I, I'm going to put generators there. And then those generators turn on and turn to into electricity, which then, um, you know, mines the Bitcoin. Why don't they sell the gas to the pipeline? Because there's no pipeline there. Okay. Why don't they make a pipeline? Yeah. Why don't they make it? Because they can't. Um, okay. And they're like, well, how does the big, how is the Bitcoin mind? You're like, well, that's a bigger discussion. But here yeah, we go. everything like, is like level 10. Yeah. It's like you like explain that and they're just staring at you and they're like, so how do you make money? And it's just like, um, yeah. like, how do I explain that? Basically, I mean, I'm using like, just, you know, making up numbers, but it's like, it costs me, you know, $4,000 to generate something that costs $27,000. Yeah. 
that's how I make money. <laughs> like, yeah, like, and then they're like, "That's too good to be true." Yeah, exactly. They're like, "Well, that sounds like a scam." And you're like, "Yeah." I have uh, a family member who I hope never hears this because I love him, but he is a reporter, and he reported on energy and the environment in like Texas and stuff. And I remember telling him about sort of the, um like the 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 mining of flared gas and stuff because he told me about like these open rigs or pits or whatever the heck they are that are yeah. just leaking gas and there's no economic incentive to cap them ever pre-bitcoin and i remember like learning about this stuff in like i don't know 2017 or 18 when like marty bent started talking about it mm-hmm. and i was like this is amazing and i'm like even if it just partially subsidizes it and you're like just trying to do it for charity it makes charity cheaper and it's not going to be partially because i understood the economics of it and it was like and he was just like you know it's just like i don't know if it was just an uncuriousness or maybe i was just explaining it poorly or like wrong political side but it was just like once something is tainted it's just like wow and it's just like you know, meanwhile, it's like, well, we got to change all of our energy in the whole world and like carbon and stuff. And it's like, well, you know, with Bitcoin, you could just set up a mine by a, by a waterfall in the middle of nowhere, Africa, and give all those people clean power and then have external energy that you essentially printed into money. Mm-hmm. And it and then there would there would not have to be logistics to get the power there where they lost you know, there was loss over, you know, distance and stuff. And it's just like, but you're right. It's like, it's like this, it's, it simultaneously sounds too good to be true. And then you have to get into like multiple corners of like, why, why is it even worth anything? Or like, well, if it's so great, why isn't everybody doing it? And it's like, well, everybody's not doing it because you're literally in an an emotional fight with me about the subject right now. Cause you're, you know, like, Everybody else is like that too. And it's just like, yeah, it's really difficult. And like, I actually wanted to ask you, like, are you, because you were talking about like things aren't great. And like, are you an accelerationist or are you like, I hope it's the slowest possible? Because I go back and forth. Because you can get like, if it's slow, I'll get all the Bitcoin and maybe the fall won't be from as high. But then part of it is just like, I don't want things to just, continually get worse until my nine-year-old autistic kid has to like be an adult you know that's no good so like where's your stance on that um huh i'm yeah i'm like stuck in the middle you mind if i pause real quick yeah i'm gonna go grab more beer and take a take a leak all right, I'll, I'll be back as well. Real talk. Do you do you cut this part out, or is there like going to be a a five minute pause? Oh, sorry. What's that? I said, uh, and we're still recording. <clears throat> and I said, real talk. Do you cut the part out, or will there be a five minute lag in the podcast where we will get to look at your Stanley Cup trophies? <laughs> yeah. No, I will cut that part out. I think because um... my favorite part of podcasts is when like somebody's like hey bro i've got to go to the bathroom let's pause it and i'll cut this part out and the other person's like okay and then they go and then you hear like 
flush and then someone's like yelling at their wife and okay i'm making the last part up but all the other stuff is true and then they come back and they're like well we're back don't worry i'll cut that out (laughs) you can do whatever you want on your podcast i'm not trying to preemptively guilt you into cutting out your your five minutes of stanley cups but no i will i will i will cut that out um and uh (laughs) that is funny the people i might keep this conversation part in that's um, fine but they never cut out the part that they say they'll cut out yeah and then you're like sitting there and you're like i am filling out my spreadsheet for work and this podcast is supposed to keep giving me life yeah this podcast is supposed it? to keep I me can't pause it then i'll then i'll lose my spot in the cells and it's just <laughs> it's just anarchy in the russian state over america which apparently is what they're trying to convince us of right now even though we can't make bullets to to fight the fake war we're in yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so where do we pick up? So uh, are you oh, an you accelerationist? Or, I mean, I don't have a firm op- opinion. I just thought it was an interesting yeah. thing to talk no, about. No, Some I'm... people do have firm opinions on it. Well, it's like part of me thinks it's not going to go as fast as most people want. I agree. Uh, you're talking about the Bitcoin price or other things as well? I think just kind of, well, I think the Bitcoin price, I mean, it'd be great if like, if a bunch of Bitcoiners just had a lot of capital to change the world, like starting tomorrow, like I'm game for that. Realistically, like if it's like, if it pumps like 10x or 20x, it won't be a big deal. But if it, if we go like Weimar hyperinflation, that would be awful because then we would be then i would be driving to your place siphoning gasoline asking if i can please eat a chicken you know what i mean like but like i guess uh i asked a friend this and i and and i gave i gave like a crappy answer because i was like well you know like if things really start heating up and, and going bad like i'd like like another two years to prepare or whatever, you know, because it's like I've moved since then. Maybe I'll get better at gardening. Maybe I'll buy more Bitcoin, especially that one. But then he was like, well, my kids, his kids are the same age as our kids. And he's like, well, I don't want everything to go to hell for them when they're in like high school. And like, I'm like, oh, that's, that's true too. So it's, it's sort of a, like a better in my time or better in their time question. But then if it's in their time, you've got the time to like get yourself ready as it were. I don't think there's a yeah. good good scenario, but I don't know. Like I look at it, I like I think I've been looking at it lately is like my role is is to get like I don't know. Yeah, cuz you don't want them to go through the hard part. Like yeah. that would suck if it happens like right when they turn 18 or something like that. You know what I mean? Um or probably even worse would be like if they were like early twenties and just you know got their own place or something. Yeah, exactly. You're like, it's oh, like oh, welcome to shit. Yeah, welcome to this shithole. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I mean, it was funny because I was having this conversation. I mean, you know, with mining on natural gas, or was explaining like, you know, in the event that the price of Bitcoin went down catastrophically, it would actually be more profitable 
as an off-grid yes. miner. Because everybody would drop off, right? Yeah, because their break-even points are mm-hmm. so much higher. Um, and so you're like the miner of last resort. And <laughs> so in my mind, I was like, well, like I wouldn't hate it if that happened, you know, like, because it would, you'd just stack a shitload more Bitcoin and, um, and it would play, it would let this play out a little bit longer. Like really like the best case scenario would be if this transition happens between now and like when we, like you and I retire, you know? Yeah. Kind of slowly. So nobody gets hurt with a giant drop. I mean, people are getting hurt now and I don't want to minimize it. I mean, we just yeah. talked about that, but like there's a difference between, you know, grocery stores can't pay trucks for the, for the food that gets brought on. And like, you know, yeah, it's just expensive food. By the way, if anyone is watching the video and can see, yes, this is my name on the bottom of the mug. Um, and I didn't do that because I need to remember that it's mine here, but, uh, this was, so the microbrewery that opened by my parents' house right whenever I turned 21, perfect timing. Um, it, I say I grew up, that's why I can't drink like Miller Lite or anything like that, because that is all pre-21 to me. Like, and then as soon as I turned 21, this bar opened and they had like 25 beers like that they were all like brewed on location and um so anyways i was as a a fresh 21 year old in college i was part of the mug club uh that's how you become a man yeah if you join the mug club um it was i think 60 bucks and you got a the like you know normal draft if you weren't in the mug club was in a 16 ounce this is a 20 ounce um and then they would have like it was like mug on like Mondays. If you were in the mug club, all beers all day were like two dollars and seventy five cents. Um, and then, uh, and then what was the other? like? Oh, then once a year they would have a mug club party, and it was and like, you're like I'm somebody. Uh huh. Exactly. I am a mover and a shaker. I have my own money, mom, and uh-huh. I lose it for this mug. <laughs> I know, like, just wonder what my parents were thinking when they were like, oh. Back when $60 oh. could buy you something, yeah. like the membership of a mug club. Yeah. Now they're, it's like four beer. Yeah. They're like, oh, he's he's probably going to live here forever. That's probably what my parents were thinking. <laughs> yeah. They're like, there's. He, he's not going to figure out how to arbitrage energy for, for Bitcoin mining. That's no. for sure. We've, yeah. We've got a slow one. Yeah. And um, so it was funny because then I started dating my wife uh, a little bit after that. And, you know, I told her like, oh, you know, because they would hang like your mug would hang Mm -hmm. above the bar. Oh, did you take her around to impress her where you're like, hey, it's up there. Uh, Thankfully, I wasn't trying to impress her. I'm like, hey, babe, look at that. Uh, How impressed are you that my name? But she too bad this jukebox isn't connected to MySpace. There's some beats that I made. <laughs> Did I tell you some former NFL players were all over my MySpace because <laughs> I was a big deal back then? Um, but she had like known about the Mug Club, 
you know, we were dating for maybe a month or something like that. And I remember we go to the bar and, you know, they like come over like, Hey Corey, you know, uh, what do you want? And I tell them which one I'm choosing that night. And they're like, go over and they're looking, you know, up in like the rafters for like the mug and they find it and they, you know, fill it up and they bring it over and she sees my name on the bottom and she goes, Oh, like you have a mug. Like it's the same. <laughs> Minus two. Like, yeah, it's the same mug every time. And I was like, uh huh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's isn't that cool? And she was like, not as cool as you think. <laughs> no, but you get twenty ounces, and then there's some days, and then and she's every... just like, stop talking. I think you're cute. You played hockey. Yeah, every four beers you get a free one, basically, because it's like. You know, for four beers at sixteen ounces, that's only that's like sixty four ounces. But if you have four beers at twenty, it's like yeah, it's like five beers. That's like it, it's value. You know, it just it's value. And she's like, Yeah, it was value to destroy your liver. And you're like, I love you. Please yeah. be with me and help me. Please get me out of the get me out oh, of this situation. No. This I'm on this rapid path towards going nowhere. <laughs> Please save me from it. Um, I've worn some Super Bowl rings. Just, just take me away, and I'll tell you about it. I've worn five of the six. I swear, if I can find the sixth, I'll wear it. Will that impress you? Oh, it was funny. Um, oh shit, what were we talking about? Because I really got oh, I, I should say you told the Super Bowl ring story before the podcast. So, so Corey has worn all. No, I, I think I told that on the podcast. Oh, was it the beginning? Okay, my yeah, bad. yeah, okay. Yeah. We've worn all but one. Let's all just but put it one. out there. We've been talking for a while. We've been in the mug club ourselves, so we should start a um, not not that try and piggyback off of Stephen Crowder, who I think is annoying. He is, um, but he was from Ann Arbor. So when I lived in Los Angeles, I was like, "What if I live in my homeland again?" That guy's successful, even though I think he's kind of weird. Yeah. Well, how crazy is it? like not to like gossip, but like you know, he was like, I'm like the you know, Christian and you know, blah 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 blah. And then all of a sudden he's like going through this divorce and like yeah, seems like a real dick, and you're like There's all the weird stuff between like I don't I I tr- I follow rightist stuff more than leftist stuff, but it's only because like the leftist stuff is like your mouth is held open and then there's a fire hose that just shoots you in the face. Yeah. So you know what sort of that point of view is. So then I'll follow some like rightist stuff. And then it's just like, oh, okay, this is what those guys are saying. And then like, you know, they're, they're both nuts, but like, yeah. Like, so th- that's my disclaimer for why I know about this, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but you're talking about, him saying he was a christian and and i you're you're catholic right yeah yeah okay so like i i consider myself catholic but i'm I'm going to a a presbyterian church i'm trying to get my my wife in there and like uh you're my mom to get her to, you're trying to get her to become catholic no well just christian i married oh. a girl who's a hippie from the woods oh um, nice. literally humboldt county like when, when northern california when you go like when you say Northern California, people go San Francisco, and it's like, no, that's halfway there, and Humboldt County is the other half, and then there's like advertisements on billboards for like cutting pot and trimming it and stuff. Wow. But anyway, my wife's awesome, but 
but she was raised by hippies in the woods and her parents are like or her her cousin literally runs ran the planned parenthood of like that whole area oh, and wow. my mom is a catholic church organist so when we got together and my mom we got together and we had a las vegas wedding and then we um that's how my mom met her family that oh, we wow. got married in las vegas and uh so that was that was quite the sitcom episode yeah but anyway so my my wife having been raised in california and humboldt county but being of sound mind has moved to the midwest and she's just like wait there were a lot of people lying about a lot of things or just people were naive and maybe not bad actors but you know so like so so we're going to a presbyterian church is like kind of halfway mm -hmm. so anyway that's my long into the religion thing but i wanted to ask you so like being raised catholic and going to catholic school and having a catholic church organist mom you you're familiar with the catholic guilt right oh yeah yeah and you're just very like, oh, real man like i don't i don't know if i'm a, a good enough catholic and i realized the other day that like i have like bitcoin guilt that feels like the catholic guilt you know what i mean it's yeah. it's just like it's just like you know I think I'm like a pretty good Bitcoiner, but like I could be a better Bitcoiner. I think like, I spend too much money on other stuff, you know? Yeah. And not even just that, but like, like for the, for the glory of Bitcoin, like, like, uh, like I clearly spend too much money on other stuff. You see this? I have books. Yeah. It's like, you, you've got trophies. What are you yeah. doing? I know. But like, don't tell Bitcoiners those trophies. And by the way, they were pre Bitcoin for me. But you they're, didn't sell are, them, and you're sitting in a chair. Fifty bucks a piece. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but but so like I it's like sometimes I'm like I'm not a good enough Bitcoiner. Like I, I I ran a node, and it was an umbral, and I don't know how to like. I'm not really a great techie person, and it kept crashing, and I think it's because it was a crappy Raspberry Pi that. Um, you know the the power source isn't great and it it just mm -hmm. keeps working and then so i flashed that and then i was like okay i'll run the start nine node and then um and the same thing keeps happening because i'm using the same equipment because i'm cheap because i'm supposed to spend my money on bitcoin because uh -huh. that's what they tell me yeah but then i'm just like I'm the not internet the, says like yeah, i could be a better bitcoiner because i could be running a node right now instead of having the pieces to kind of run a node and then there's a lot of other things like that like i have a t-shirt that says bitcoin but i never wear it anywhere because i don't want someone to hit me with a wrench and take all my bitcoin yeah. and i looked at it because i was like gonna be on this podcast and i was like well they're gonna know i'm a bitcoiner and it said cryptocurrency on it and i was like Ooh. are we allowed to say that now That's and i was just word. like I, I'm a Bitcoiner, but I could be a better Bitcoiner, just like I could be a better Catholic. Yep. It, That's a really parallels to the guilt. That is a very, I, I honestly would not have put that together, but that is very accurate. I've been um, thinking about it a lot lately. It is, it is, uh, you know, like it's like a similar, you know, for example, if I, if we didn't go to church on Sunday, you know, we were like, or, you know, it's the same thing where if you're like, oop, I didn't stack. I didn't mm -hmm. do my stack. Uh-oh. Well, um, and then there's the conversations where we talk about like, well, 
I would like my family to know that it's a good idea without seeming like I'm a crazy person. Because clearly they think I'm a crazy person at most times when I talk about this thing. And But it was on the Big Bang Theory. So for like one week, I wasn't a crazy person. Yeah, I was yeah. just a crazy person earlier than the Big Bang Theory figured it out. And like, but I'm like, well, you know, I should I should figure out a way to just transfer that knowledge. But then it's also like, well, if I act like me, it's going to be worse. Uh -huh. So it's like, which is the way that I can be a good Catholic, good Bitcoiner? Like, should I try? Should I push? Or You know, it's I like I'm, I'm being cute with it. But it's also like something I think about a lot because oh, yeah. like it's it, it matters. And it's like it's for people that you care about, too. So it's just like, how do you be a good Bitcoiner? Yeah, no, I. And it depends on who you ask, honestly. Mm -hmm. You know, um, where, you know, people are like, oh, you should never buy anything but Bitcoin. Like for the rest of your life, the only thing that you spend money on is Bitcoin. And you're like, okay. Um, you're like, but food and my wife has a cat. Yeah. It's like, we, we have, you know, things like, guess what? My kid wants to play baseball and there's a registration fee and yeah. I got to pay it, you know, like, mm -hmm. so there's limits to, you know, yeah, it is weird because you almost sit there and like, I, I actually think about now, like with like how much I've been talking about sports on Twitter, I almost feel like guilty because it's like there's a certain faction of Bitcoin where they're like, they call it sports ball, you know, like, oh, ever since I got into Bitcoin, I'm not into sports ball anymore because it's so fiat, you know, and I'm like, I mean, yeah, you know, to each his own, but like, I find this entertaining. I always have, and I always will. So, and if we live on Bitcoin Island, then no one that doesn't already live on Bitcoin Island that maybe likes the Steelers would ever move to Bitcoin Island. Mm -hmm. You know, so yeah, it's it's weird. I mean, like getting into Twitter stuff. Like, I mean, some of it is just like point of view too. So it's just like, you know. That's the thing. Anytime you, you're a public persona, you, you start talking about how to curate your point of view as opposed to just like, and I don't even mean it to be like fake or whatever, but just yeah. like, what are you trying to project? Because I used to have like, you know, my dad pression account, like it was like, just dad jokes. And now and then and then suddenly it was just like, well, you know, I do think Bitcoin is so important. I should just mostly talk about that and money. And it's just like, oh, you have 10,000 less subscribers. So it's like you're making a choice. But you also have to decide, like, which one is an actual, like, your real point of view. So that's interesting. So you had, like, 10, you, like, lost 10,000 followers. I lost more than, I think I was in the 50s or 60s, and I'm, like, 31. And, you know, some of it could be bots and stuff. But, like, I was, like, on all the mommy blogs. And, like, you know, because it was, like, I... I wasn't. I wasn't bringing this up to try to talk about my 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 Twitter account that I mostly just try to talk to people that that are into Bitcoin now or into finance, but like, yeah, like it's it's like if you're doing stand up comedy too, it's about point of view. It's like it doesn't matter if you have the funniest joke. Like if you are the person that looks 
like I'm just going to do stereotypes. If you're a person that looks like a construction worker and you tell a very nuanced joke that sounds like it comes from the mouth of Frasier, because apparently I'm old and can only think of 90 sitcoms, yeah. that's not going to work, even if it's the best joke in the world, unless your persona is that always. Yeah. And and and, and that's also why, like, you know, like, if you are... um. You, you sort of can pick your things that you're going to go into a little bit, you know, and, and you see that sort of, we, we've talked about like sort of Bitcoin voices and stuff too. Like, mm-hmm. like so-and-so is like the Bitcoin like Sven Gali and so-and-so is the one that talks about bond markets. And it's like, it's like, that is kind of, and it's like, if you were like, I just want to talk about Bitcoin and sports and like, like that would probably be an interesting point of view. Like just from like a like a writing or artistic perspective, yeah. and I'm not yeah. telling anybody to like not be who you are, because that's stupid too. It's like yeah. I'm going to be a big thing and try to write about it every day, and guess what? My life's going to be horrible. Like that's stupid. Uh-huh. But like, if if you're if you're trying to service multiple masters, and you're like, you don't want to be like the podcast that's just about like. And I'm not talking about your podcast. Yeah. Just like every time you hear somebody's like, I'm making a new podcast, you're like, we just talk about like movies and like stuff we like and stuff we think is cool. And like, you know, and it's just like a list of 47 things. Yeah. And it's like, no, but like, like, are you interested in me? Because you're interested in George Carlin because he is, he's got some really pointed views about how, how screwed up the world is and how people are trying to lie to you and, and da, 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 da. you know, you are interested in, um, and Jim Gaffigan, because he's like, you know, he's a family man. And like, he's, he's got some really good points of view about like, what's it like to be in a family? What's it like to be a normal person in America? And like, da, 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 da. And like, during COVID, he said some stuff that I disagreed with. And like, that's his prerogative. But I was just like, I am less interested in you. Uh-huh. And like, because that was not his persona. And he could have made that decision because he's like, I want to save lives. And, you know, God bless him, even if I disagree with him for saying that. Mm-hmm. So, like, when you are like, I have a Twitter account, whether it's, like, for this podcast or, like, like the Wendy's Twitter account's really good because they're like, we're selling Wendy's, but we're also snarky. Yeah. You know what I mean? But then they don't do, like, a very special episode of Wendy's unless it's snarky. So it's like you have to pick a tone and be that thing. Unless you're just like a fun Facebook account for your family to keep up with you. And that's honestly a tone too, because that tone would just be like Corey being real. But like, that's different than what an external to the world thing is. Yeah. So that, that's the end of my rant. But yeah, when, when you take a comedy class too, and when you're in like your 20s, and you're like, no, like I'm going to write the best jokes. And then there's like, you take a comedy class, and then like, the guy that runs the improv goes like, it's only point of view. I don't care about anything. You're like, 26, this guy's a fuck. Yeah. And then you're like 40 and you're like, man, I wish I would have figured it out when I was 26. Yeah. And it's true because it's like you, even when you, even when I have to watch a TV show and it's like Fringe, like, do you remember the show Fringe? They did like a film noir version of Fringe or like whatever show yeah. you do. It's like, oh, what if Seinfeld did this? And you you want it to be like the Seinfeldy version. But mm-hmm. if like Seinfeld just does an episode of The Wire that doesn't feel like the Seinfeldy version, it's just like I like The Wire and I like Seinfeld, but you can't cross the streams. This is ridiculous. And then yeah. you just turn the channel. So that's the end of my rant. So it's like you have to pick a voice, understand why you're that voice, and then if you have other good ideas, that's either a parallel account or you give the joke to your friend or you. 
you decide, you know what, I'm going to take the hit because this is important to me. And then maybe that's part of your voice as you refine it. Yeah, I guess maybe I'm curious. What do you think then thinking about that? Because I have talked about sports so much and not that like I really care about my following, you know, because like I think whenever I think it's like cringy whenever people like put like a lot of value in that and they're like i feel like no that, i completely agree i feel like that but, like, but at the same time you're trying to communicate with people too yeah so it's like it 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 means something and um and and i i the one thing that i was kind of impressed with you know the followers is that that i i haven't been losing them even though i've been talking about sports you know and well, then i think you, you're kind of an everyman like yeah like that's what i was like i th- I started to think about it. i'm like maybe it's because like i'm literally just me mm-hmm. like and i'm just sharing my thoughts as me and like my thoughts about bitcoin come off as me mm-hmm. and you know my thoughts about sports come off as me because it's you know it's just, instead of trying to be like a character you know right like the because Dennis Porters of the world or something like that. Like unless you're doing it, you know, for some advertising campaign or as, as a character that you care to write, it's going to run out of steam. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like you But it's like if you started like having long threads about bond markets and then also talking about the Steelers, there'd be people going, Who the fuck is this guy? You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Which isn't to say that you can't have opinions about both in your life. It would just be like confusing, you know, like there's there's a guy that I follow that it is like a, a a finance guy that's like a got a pretty big following and he'll talk about Nebraska every so often. But it's not like he's like really going deep into like Nebraska football. He's just making a comment and you're like, OK, well, this guy's a person. I like yeah. him for being a person. But if he's like, oh, man, they need, they need to start playing like a like a four three defense. And then, you know, they've got and it's just like, dude, just like talk about money. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's it's a weird balance. Yeah, I guess that's weird because then like we started this. Um, I mean, really, it was born out of trying to do more live content for Movies Plus. Um, but um, this guy and I are doing this uh, beer goggle sports beer goggle quarterback podcast mm-hmm. where basically at like the end of the week that was in the nfl we sit down go through you know and like i come you know come up with jokes or whatever like we're like doing it like in a funny way like recapping the nfl so like when the kansas city chiefs lost the opener to the lions <laughs> i was like the kansas city tweet chiefs uh, seem more like the Kansas City queefs as they blew hot air all over their audience, you know, and like, um, you know, just going that angle, like, because I was like, ah, like, it'll be fun, you know, like, do I need to add another podcast in my life? Like, not necessarily. Um, in your abundant free time. Yeah, exactly. You're but, like, I'm turning energy into money, literally. But let me talk about Chiefs. Yeah, let me talk about uh, what happened in the NFL. Uh, because, it, yeah, it, it's just like, but it, it's really, you know, it'll. It, I think it'll be good, and and it's good for Movies Plus to have more live content. Yeah. Um, we have other sources for it too, but I was like, well, like, if I'm gonna do an NFL one, like, 
it really was born out of the like my one partner and I would like get on the phone. He's one of the partners at Movies Plus. We'd get on the phone last year during the NFL season. In the first like twenty five minutes, was talking about like what happened in the NFL. We we're like, I was like oh, we should do a show like or something like that. You know, he's not the one that's doing it. You know, but I, he was like, I'm not a podcaster, but like you'd be able to do it. So, anyways, um, and then like I was inviting these different like you know, relatively well-known accounts like, Hey, would you ever want to come on as like a guest on the podcast? And they were like, yeah, sure. And then they started following me and, and then, um, you know, some of them were Steelers related. And, and so like, I don't know if you saw like, a, a uh, have done it twice now, but it was like after week one, that Wednesday night, like I just did like DM, like a couple of the Steelers guys that are like relatively big. And I was like, Hey, if I do like a Twitter space tonight called State of the Steelers, would you like Oh, I've seen you on there before. Yeah. And they were like, Yeah, sure. And so like there were, you know, I don't know, there was like twenty five people listening, you know, whatever. And it was just like more like me like talking, it was like local bar talk, you know, like, what the hell? They need to do this and fire Matt Canada and blah blah blah. Well, see, I feel like that's something that we're missing too maybe not as much from sports but like local bar talk like i mean i i remember being a kid and going to the bar with my dad like when they played softball like yeah like they were not alcoholics my dad drank a pepsi and drove us home but like it was just cool that like you know living in the midwest it was just like you saw like just adults talking about things and it wasn't scripted and it was like actual opinions and it wasn't just like let me look it up on the internet and have the answer and 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 i really miss that and uh-huh. i think that there's a lot of value in what you're talking about yeah yeah and like i, th- I think that's what i liked about twitter spaces and like in I, I liked the beginning of like the bitcoin twitter spaces because it was like it was i don't know i feel like more of that like casual like felt like you were sitting around with your friends at the bar like talking like like, you believe this shit you know blah 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 and now it's like very formal it's shows and stuff which there's a place for it and sometimes i listen to the swan show i think Mm -hmm. um alex is a good host so i got nothing bad to say about it but you're right it's it's different than just like it feels like in technology Every time we get a new technology, there's this informal thing of like, what if the people could be artists? Mm-hmm. And then it's quickly swallowed corporately. And I remember when that happened for YouTube, because I had a sketch group that was like, I mean, we weren't special, but we were like, just sometimes we'd get top 100 comedy videos, not top 100 YouTube videos, but top 100 comedy videos. And it was because I like tried really hard to like push yeah. it out and stuff. And it was like, there was a lot of like weird, interesting content. And now, like, they don't even maintain lists like that. And it's just like, what is the new Beyonce video? You know, mm-hmm. let's deplatform him because he says some bad stuff about the government and he had sex 17 years ago. You know, we all know what we're talking about. Yeah. And, and like, you're right. Like, if, at the beginning of Twitter, it was just like, oh, like, I remember listening to, and this was, like, more formal, but, like, Mark Cuban got on something and, like, People were just, I think it was about Bitcoin, and people were just like the Twitter space with um they were, yeah, they were like attacking him about stuff. Dude, and it was that just was like that night. Was, 
he was naked and afraid to steal the TV show line because it was just like he had to defend his ideas. And it was like, we hadn't figured out the formal structure to keep the normies out yet. Yeah, that was that night. That that I'm I still re, uh, regret. So that was the Preston Pish hosted the space. Yeah, um, you know what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. yeah. So I so like it maybe like a week or so before that, Preston came on my show, and him and I were talking because he's from Pittsburgh too. Mm-hmm. So we were like. You know, just having like the generic, like yeah, like the general, what every Pittsburgher like when we meet, like you know, like I said, like Yinzer see each other in the in the the wild, and we're like, ah! um, and you know, so I was like, we talked about Mark Cuban because Mark Cuban's from Pittsburgh, mm-hmm. and we're like, you know, it's like a real bummer, you know, to, like see him, you know, hawking like all this other crap, yeah. So, anyways. Like a week and a half later, whatever, I happened to open up Twitter and like I had remembered earlier in the day, Mark and Preston were going back and forth on Twitter. Like, and he was like, Preston was like, you know, arguing with him about like why like all the other things are garbage and, um, and then, correctly so. Yeah. And then, um, so instead of keep going back on Twitter, all of a sudden, I see Preston opened up a Twitter space and it happened like right whenever I opened Twitter. So like, I just like hopped in and he added me to the stage and like, we were like the only two, this might've been where we, where you and I connected maybe originally. Like if I think I, think I learned about you from my movies plus, like okay. I saw a bunch of crap you were doing and I was like, I'm in film and this guy, and I heard you on some podcasts. Sorry to, to interrupt your story, yeah, no, no. but I was like, this guy's doing like important stuff. And and he's a lot like me. And I was like, I need to just I am him and just try to be his friend because yeah. like like I, I was very similar. And then and like you had the like here when I worked in production stories and stuff. And oh was, man, yeah, you you can relate to that. Yeah, yeah exactly. only if, only anyway, if you so were you're in talking there. about Preston and, and you being in this chat. So yeah, so I remember, um, and I remember this other guy like joined, and um, and he kind of like. I should have said something and been like, hey, Preston, I'll co-host. Because Preston was like, I don't know what to do. Like, how do I do this? You know, he had like, never done a... And, um, but the other guy was like, let, let me co-host. And then he got, like, as it grew, he brought up, like, Pomp. And he brought up, you know, like, Peter McCormick and everybody. And I was like... No, like it just this, is, this should turn. be yeah Preston and Mark talking. This shouldn't be anyone yeah. else. Nobody mm-hmm. else needs to be having you know. But it was like I was. I remember sitting there because like we had all of a sudden the space had like grown to like a thousand people, and so I was sitting there and Preston's like, oh, he's like, I mean, how do we get Mark to join? And I literally said, I was like, everybody in the audience right now, hit the share button yep. and then tag Mark Cuban. And he's going to get flooded with a thousand notifications just for this. That was a wise idea. And that's exactly what happened. Then he joined. You summoned him. I know. Like, I was like, it It actually worked. And then, but then it be like, as soon as Mark was in, 
it was funny because like Mark joined in and uh and Preston was like, Oh, I think Mark's in and I was like I was like, Oh, here we go, Steelers. And <laughs> um, and uh Preston was like, Mark, I bet you didn't know I was from Pittsburgh and he was like, No, nah, I couldn't tell at all from your guys' accents. Um and then and then like, you know, they started talking and they were doing their thing, but like obvious like I said, like Peter McCormick and everybody that's a bitcoiner influencer yeah. of some sort you know, like hurried up you know fired up their phone and like i gotta get a part of this to engage and yeah you know and and then it just became this thing where they it's were like all everybody like, was at fucking Deion sanders's football game yeah and it was just like i was like guys <laughs> like this is this should be preston versus mark yeah not even like verse but like this is just a conversation and it became this thing because like then, like, I mean, you know, Peter McCormick, you know, God love him. You know, I think he's a good dude. I do, too. Um, There's stuff like, I like and stuff I don't, but I totally have a beer with that guy. Good oh, yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. But, like, um, he, you know, he, like, it, it devolved to the point where he was like, Mark, how about I bet, like, I'll bet you, you know, $100,000 that, you know, something, something's going to happen or whatever. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, yeah. This is where the Preston conversation, like the Preston high intellectual conversation with Mark Cuban, where yeah. he could have really made an argument. It really like derailed. Um, and, uh, and yeah, so it, but yeah, it, I mean, I don't know. I, I forget where we're going with that, but like, like, I guess the, the, the beginning of Twitter spaces was like mm-hmm. that. And, you know, people, it was like raw and new. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, now, like, I I don't know. I mean, I hope, I'm sure there are some Bitcoiners that will unfollow me, unfollow me just because I'm being sacrilege and talking about sports. But I was like, you know, I, that's not, like, I'm obsessed with it. Like, I love it. Like, I think it's fun. And, you know, yeah. also, you know, so, like, we've done, like, two weeks in a row of like twitter spaces and like these people are like hey like make sure you do it again next week you know i'm like all right um because it's something that i'm like sitting there so pissed off watching the game and like my wife is like i love you but i'm so sick and she's a steelers fan but she's like i I don't need to hear you talk about this over and over and over again um she's like do something productive why yeah. is your name on a mug that's on the wall in a place <laughs> that you don't live? And you're like, I'm glad I married you. You're right about all those things. Thank you, thank you so much for marrying me. I think you're hot. Thank you for just giving me a shot. And now you're locked in because we got blood between us with the kids. Like, doesn't it suck for you how I turned out? Like, <laughs> I always joke. And, and then every so often you're like, you know what? Well, I'm... I'm turning in energy into money, so I'm bringing some value too. Uh, the value proposition here is through the roof. Who else is going to cut the grass? You know, pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> nobody's going to cut the grass. I do that. I cut the grass. Good luck. Good luck chlorinating know. that pool in the summer. You're, nobody's going to chlorinate that pool. I'm the one that does it. Yeah. Um, I remember telling my wife like. We live on the corner, so we have extra sidewalk, and I'm like shoveling the sidewalk, and she's like. Why are you shoveling the sidewalk? And I'm like, so we don't get a ticket. Yeah. I'm saving us the ticket and the embarrassment. And she's like, oh. And I'm like, yeah, it's a good thing you got a man in your life. Yeah. 
the big burly man like us, you know, where we just uh... from the Midwest. I'm not a hippie from California. I know about this shoveling deal. I know how we. I know. I know the responsibility a man has to have when it comes to shoveling. <laughs> yeah. A man's got to shovel. Um. But yeah, the. Um. Yeah, the I think it's like peels back to like being a bad Bitcoiner, and you're like. So I, I don't know. I mean, you know, people might care or not care that I'm like talking about sports because well, then it's like weird because then it it evolved. Um, because I was like, oh, I'm gonna do this like Steelers or not, like NFL podcast, and then um, I like I know some comedians, and there's this one comedian who's formerly like he hasn't lived in Pittsburgh in 25 years, but he, um, uh. He was on Bill Burr's um, Bill Burr Presents uh, like Nothing But Killers pod uh, special that was on Netflix. Nice. Bill um, Burr's the best. He, his name is Joe Bartnick. Um, and he does a hockey podcast. Like he's obsessed with hockey. And, uh, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and so he, you know, I was like, I reached the, oh, the this one Penguins hockey writer, uh, was like interacting with me and so I DM'd him and I said, Hey, you know, I'm doing this like Steeler stuff. Would you ever do like hop on and do like a penguin hot like Twitter space with me? And I was like, I know I mean I know Joe Bartnick. So I was like, I know that if I get like if you're down for it, like I can get Joe Bartnick to join. And he was like, Oh yeah, absolutely. You know, let's do that. So I texted Joe and he was like, Oh hell yeah, that's awesome. Let's do it. So now it's like, I mean it'll probably be in like a week or so do like a, a hockey one and it's i don't know maybe it'll annoy some people i don't i don't know but then like I, I even told the people in the twitter space for the steelers this week i was like they were all like started following me i was like fyi i'm a bitcoiner and i'm uh, like own a movie platform and i'm obsessed with pittsburgh sports in michigan college it was like so like those are the f- things you're going to get from me (laughs) so you're you're following me now but like it's not gonna be pure stealer stuff it's you're gonna get a bunch of stuff and people were like oh that's cool yeah i was like all right whatever like um but yeah and i know that there's like this big uh, the reason i'm talking about is because i know there's this bitcoiner faction of like well, you know it's like uh sports ball like who cares about that anymore it's interesting though because it's like there's a difference between like like i'm all about the meme when it's like what are we gonna get our bread and circuses and they show like the roman coliseum and then they show whatever the stadium is that they played football at that day (laughs) and they look the same and it's like yeah guess what if you're not paying attention to what's happening in the world and your kid is gonna suffer because of that boo on you but it's also like sports is awesome and like in a world where like we didn't have sociopaths that were trying to make us eat bugs and crickets, which are also bugs. Mm-hmm. Then we could just teach our sons how to play baseball and watch our kids' baseball game and talk to our community and then like go home and watch the Tigers or the Pirates. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And, and that's a beautiful world too. So it's like there's like this balance of like, like, you know, it's good that like you are a bitcoiner that like actually is a normal human being like how other normal human beings just want to play catch with their kid and then watch the Steelers you know what I mean Instead but of, like, then it's being also like a like, zealot you know 
Yeah, but it's also like it's not like you're just rolling over and dying and going like, nope, I'm not going to try to make any money. I'm just going to watch the Steelers. And I'm not going to try to find out anything that's true. I'm just going to see how their defense unfolds. You know what I mean? Like, like I think that there needs to be more nuance to points of view like that because, like, you're right. Like, the sports ball thing just totally turns people off. And I had a friend that was like that. And then, like, 10 years later, I'm like, well, he did have some points, but he sure did deploy them to me poorly, which is maybe how I am telling my family about Bitcoin, you know, like maybe mm-hmm. I could learn from that scenario. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's interesting. <sighs> By the way, you mentioning the Tigers, did you, did you see some Miguel Cabrera, Cabrera, one of the greatest hitters of all time, um, longtime Tiger? for anyone that doesn't know is retiring this year and he's going around and like, whenever you're an all time great, you know, like your last time playing at different places, they give you, you know, like, Oh, here's a token. You know, here's a thing to remember you yeah. by uh, like from our stand. Yeah. <laughs> and like the, so like the last time he played in Los Angeles, it was like the Dodgers gave him like a star on the Hollywood walk of fame. I did um, not know that. <laughs> yeah. And then the funniest was last night um, they were playing in Oakland against the Athletics and Oakland gave him like an $80 bottle of wine. <laughs> <laughs> and they were like, people, I mean, like if you don't know baseball, like the Athletics are like the cheapest organization. It is. Like, and then like this, there is somebody that's like a, a Athletics fan on Twitter that you know, has a following or whatever. And they had made a joke like earlier in the summer. They're like, watch like the athletics, give them like some bum ass bottle of wine. Like, <laughs> and, like it actually came true. Um, But uh, yeah, it just made me think of that. But I love yeah. Ace fans, by the way. I went to a couple Ace games when I lived in LA because it's like the Tigers were playing. Oh, yeah. And, uh, I sat in the bleachers and when they would sing, take me out to the ball game. They would sing if they don't win, it's the same. <laughs> I would love them forever for that. And then there were uh, there was another guy that just wore a Raider shirt that like they called him Raider Bob. And <laughs> I don't know if he knew what sport he was at, but like the, the couple times I went, Raider Bob was there and he, he got a lot of opinions. But, but yeah, the, poor Oakland, because they're gonna lose that team. And yeah, I know. Some good fans. I know. The shame. Um it's just so weird that they're going to Las Vegas just like the Raiders. Um, you know, I don't understand people that cheer for a team that moved because yeah. that's like cheering for a girl that dumped you to do good with the next guy. It's like, yeah, like we had a good run and like she's got two kids with him. And like I watch, I, I check her Facebook every day and I just, I just, I, I live and die by that Facebook. Yeah. It's like, I really, dude, I really hope that everything works out in her life. It like, works dude. out like, and I just want to be a part of it. It's like, dude, you're not a part of it. She dumped you for money. Cause he's like a, he's a stock trader. Like, you know, it wasn't for like, the community. Thinking about like the fiat mind of sports. I think about this all the time, but like, how absurd the whole like stadium thing is. Oh yeah. I hate that. Where they're like, well, we need a new one. And you're like, I mean, this one's only like, for example, the, so the pirates and, uh, 
played at a Forbes field where if they had like renovated it and kept it up, it would honestly be like a, you know, Wrigley field mm-hmm. Fenway park type thing where it was like, Oh, it was so cool. And had all these, you know, nuances and like stepping back in time, you know? Um, but they, in 1970 open through reverse stadium. Um, and that was like one of the, I don't know if you've ever seen a picture of Three River Stadium, but it was like one of those generic ones that was literally a circle. I I, I vaguely remember it because it was it was kind of crappy. Yeah, and they were all like the same, like Cincinnati's baseball football stadium. It was one of those. It could be baseball yeah. and football. It was like the seventies. We can have fake grass. Exactly, and it was like carpet, <laughs> and it was like concrete that people got tackled onto, and yeah, people blew out their knees, and yeah. Um. But like the Cincinnati had a stadium, it looked exactly the same. Philadelphia's the vet, the vet looked exactly the same, and it was like one of those things where it was like a fad. So this nineteen seventy, um, <clears throat> this Pirates and Steelers moved out of the stadium into their own stadiums in two thousand two thousand one. Um, right. So the stadium was around for thirty years, and. I was always like, wow, like, I mean, that was really old. And now you look at, like, I think the Titans, who have been in Tennessee for, like, maybe 25 or 26 years, and they're getting a new stadium. And you're like, I didn't think their stadium looked that garbage. Like, you know, the, the reason for me, I was, even as a kid, I was like, I understand the pirates leaving because like it was like the pirate the ones that all had the same stadium the pirates the reds and the phillies all left those stadiums and within like a handful of years and it was the like tigers left uh tiger stadium in 99 or 2000 for wow. america too so same yeah, yeah same timeline so it's like but like those ones that were those generic like 1970s hey look you can <laughs> it's a circle and you can make a football and baseball and blah 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 yeah. um it's like okay i get it you guys tried to jump on this like thing that you thought was going to be the thing in the future <laughs> and it clearly was garbage but you know so like yeah you move into your stadium this is going to be your home forever and then like there's like rumors, not like rumors, and I, I don't like they're probably just angling for more money, but they're like the Steelers might leave Heinz Field, you know, and like you know, ask like they need a new stadium, and you're like, holy shit, like this stadium's twenty three years old, like so like does that mean in seven years like both teams are gonna need new stadiums? Yeah, you know? and it's like. Well, PNC Park, if you haven't been to PNC Park, that one will never get replaced. That's like literally the best baseball stadium. And I'm not being. I would love to go there because it does look beautiful. It is incredible. Um, They just have an advantage that like with the the, being right on the river and the whole city being right across the river. Like it's like downtown part of the city. I mean, um, but. uh, And it goes worth your time, too, if you've got a chance to go that way. Oh, yeah, I got to go there. But um, so I don't think that'll go anywhere. But then again, the thing about this from like a fiat Bitcoin mindset, where 
Like, how effed up is it that these organizations are like, hey, um, we need taxpayer dollars to pay for the yep. building that then we own. Yeah, um, and then it's a real estate scam. Yeah. The, I listened to a podcast similarly about what we're talking about, and I wish I remember which one, because it was one of the best podcast episodes I ever learned about, I ever listened to, to just, like, learn about life. And it was, like, baseball prospectus or an, an effectively wild or one of those good baseball mm-hmm. podcasts. And, uh, and this is also part of like, when we're talking about like sports ball, it's like, no, you can learn real stuff from sports ball. You just mm-hmm. have to like pay attention to the right thing. And they were talking about the minor league stadium scam and, and the base, what happens is, you know, some people come into a city and they tell some politicians, Hey, you guys need to get a new stadium. Otherwise we're going to move mm-hmm. or they're the ones that are already there or like, Hey, if you get a new stadium, we'll move our team here. And then they finance it over like, you know, 10, 20 years. And the team moves there and the politicians are only going to be in charge for like, you know, five to seven years. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't have to be a good deal. It just has to be a good deal at the, like the politician gets credit for like i brought the rancho quakes to rancho which is a good stadium if you live in california you should totally check that out um and it's like oh look at i get to be in all these pictures and stuff and then they're out of office and then it's like year 20 on the stadium or year 10 and then the same thing goes well if we don't get a new stadium there's a billion other cities in the in the u.s not a billion but you know like what 200 or whatever that are Mm -hmm. the right size We'll just move to Carolina. And it is similar to what you're talking about for the NFL and for Major League Baseball, but it's easier to understand because it's like, we're going to get a bunch of free crap from you that you're going to pay for after we leave. And it doesn't matter to us the long-term value proposition of this. And then and from the pro perspective, it's like you get into sort of the whole like fiat financing, especially when it was low interest rates. And it's like, well, we're going to get like this, like Comerica Park. It's in like downtown Detroit. We're going to build the Fox. We're going to have like the Fox Theater and Ford Field. And this is going to be like the It Strip. We're going to pay for it over like 20 or 30 years. Mm -hmm. And I'm not specifically talking about those finances because I don't know exactly what it is. And it's like, and the ownership owns the building exactly like you said. And then like the city is going to pay for like highways to go right to it. It's like, yeah, if I buy a farm in the middle of nowhere and the city pays for highways to go to the, to my farm and then I decide to put like anything on it, you're a business person, anything mm-hmm. that's not a farm, people can get to there better and it's worth more money than before the highways were. And and you're absolutely right. It's like a total scam and I hate it. And, and it's like, well, they'll move. And it's just like, that's the part where it's like, it would break my heart if the Tigers moved from Detroit ever. But it's like, I don't want... If, if I actually care about that place, I don't want them to spend like a quarter billion dollars mm-hmm. to not have some. It's like, don't negotiate with terrorists kind of thing. You know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah, we're literally, we'll take your team. And you're like, yeah. You know, so it's like part of it, you're like, you feel bad for Oakland, but you're like, well, you know, like hats off to you for actually sticking it to the, I mean, because it's an absurd, you yeah. know, like, you know, they used, they used tax dollars to build Heinz mm-hmm. Field in PNC Park. And yeah. And, and if my team had ever moved, I would, I think I'd just be done. 
like I would like baseball in general, like the, like the sport of baseball, like maybe it, mm-hmm. baseball is worse than college football or something, you know, but like I would like, you know, when I saw kids playing baseball, I'd feel good, but I wouldn't yeah. be like, oh, I need to pay money to Major League Baseball for them to like, yeah. you know, it's just like it, it, at some point, like the short term profit, like I'm not going to pass this. My kid, like I said, doesn't like sports, but if he did. I'm not going to intentionally pass this to my child, like how my dad did to me, because it's yeah. like, it's just, they held me hostage and then I, I didn't get built. So the end, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, there's so much wrong with like fiat, the, the sports perspective, like looking at fiat. Um, I mean, like everybody, like, you know, Joe Burrow just signed, they're like, oh, he's the richest, it's the highest paid player in the history of the nfl and it's like literally that happens twice a year yeah somebody signs a contract yeah and they're like do you like i mean i remember well let's see i think let me look it up real quick joe burrow contract let's see yeah people don't understand that like professional athletes are essentially scarce luxury goods it's like signing a Picasso. And I don't mean that Joe Burrow is like a beautiful work of art, but it's like there's only so many people that can do that thing. And if you need a person to do that thing and to market, then you got to you pay or you I, don't. Yeah, he, here's the absurd. So he. So I remember the Steelers signed Ben Roethlisberger to an extension. It was he was like they were like, wow, he's a hundred million dollar man. And it was for like 10 years. So like $10 million a year or something, you know, $15 million a year. Yeah, I forget what the exact total was. Joe Burrow's contract that he just signed was for $275 million for five years. $55 million. So like even I remember when... Alex Rodriguez left Seattle and signed Texas, with like, Texas. Like two fifty-two or something like that. A ten-year contract for a quarter yep. of a billion dollars. I can still remember my math teacher, and I don't think I was in ninth grade. My math teacher sitting there reading the newspaper, going, "Quarter of a billion dollars." Did like, you know he there just was kept a soccer player that got offered? He didn't take it, and I don't remember his name. I'm sure you can find it from Google. But he got offered like a billion dollars to play for one year in the UAE. Like really? Yeah, like the UAE is doing some nuts stuff right now, and I don't. I only kind of tangentially am aware of it, so I could be saying it wrong. But I don't because we're talking about the fiat system collapsing and stuff, and they're not necessarily. I don't think that they're buying U.S. bonds in the same way that they were before to store to recycle their dollars from oil. Mm -hmm. So they're spending money on other other luxury goods like entertainment thing like not frittering it away but making other investment type things so they've they've taken some runs at some soccer players for like just stupid money but it makes sense because it's like like we were saying like where do you put your money well if they're not going to spend a billion dollars in bitcoin it's like well what do you do you you make it so that the UAE becomes Singapore and people want to come to that city as Singapore and come and drop their money. And so like, what do you need for that? And then, you know, 
great soccer players or, you know, all the other infrastructure that, you know, entertainment and blah, blah, blah. It's crazy. But it makes sense because you're like, look at what happened. Like, look at what cheeseburgers cost when Alex Rodriguez signed that quarter billion dollar contract. And look at what cheeseburgers cost now. Yeah. It's, and like, it's like, well, somebody should be making a billion bucks. I guess that makes sense. It's just when you get into like an inflationary, like once you get out of the inflationary environment or understand that it, it's bullshit. Yeah. We're not setting it, records of like how much life you can live for the money. It's just like the money's melting down. <laughs> yeah. It, and it's just like, it, it's, it's one of those things. It's like, you can't unsee it. Like once you see it, you're like, that's F. And then your family and friends have not seen it, and you're like, you're the person trying to feed them with a fire hose because you're like, there's all this crazy shit that I want to tell you. And it's just really hard to like package that in a way that is palatable, you know? How do yeah. I sneak it into your dog food? Yeah. Like just try and just try and take it. Oh, just, why are the Saudis spending a billion dollars on soccer players? It's like, well, there's real world reasons that that actually is interesting and relates to your life. But you just sound like the guy that's yelling about the Saudis spelling, spending a billion dollars on a soccer player. Yeah. And the guy yeah. said no. That's insane that he said no. I will go play soccer for a billion dollars. Yeah, he's probably doing okay. Yeah, I'd probably find a way to do it. Oh, shit. Well, Paul, we probably should wrap it up. Because uh, it's been it's been a long one, and I'm probably keeping you up too late. Thanks but for uh, but yeah, uh, everyone, go get a Bitbox O2 hardware wallet, and we will talk to you guys next time. Bye, guys.